You are now listening to Raise the W, recorded at the School of Communication inside the Hickey Audio Lab on the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. Come aboard and hear the people, stories, and impact of Western Michigan University. Here's your host, Tim Tarantine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Raise the W, the podcast where we celebrate Western Michigan University, the people, the places, the grit, and the impact that make us the best school in the land. You all know I'm biased. But nothing you can do about it. I've got the microphone. Western's the best place in the land. And we've got proof right here in studio today with me. Dr. Carla Koretsky is the Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. So glad to have you. We're going to dive right in because we've got a lot of ground to cover. You've got one of the largest colleges we have here on campus. I think the largest, maybe. Yes, indeed. We're it the is biggest. the largest college on yeah. campus. I am a, a graduate of the College of Arts and Sciences in my graduate work, of which I'm very proud. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm biased. But That's all right. It's the way it's, it is. It's the right bias to have. So let's go back to your start. Uh, tell us about the neighborhood you grew up in. Sure. Uh, I grew up in Wheeling, Illinois, which is a northwest suburb of Chicago. It's kind of a blue-collar area, pretty diverse. Both of my parents were social workers. Yeah. So they were a little stunned when I went into science. They couldn't quite understand that. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great place to grow up. Wonderful schools, great public schools. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you fall in love with science? Um, mostly in college, really. I, I don't I don't know that that was something I was quite as interested in in high school. A little bit, but I think more so in college. And where did you go to undergrad? I went to Washington University in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, great place. I love being there. And was it a specific professor that opened your mind to Absolutely college, to science, was. or how'd that work? It is the usual story. Yeah. I had a freshman advisor. He was in the Earth and Planetary Sciences Department, which is a fancy name for geology. And he said, welcome to WashU. Let me sign you up for this gen ed class in physical geology. And I thought, wow. hmm, geology, I don't know about that. Right. Took the class, liked the class. Um, I had a work-study job, also in Earth and Planetary Sciences in the library, and then pretty soon started doing undergraduate research with a faculty member in that same department. And then I was just pulled into their world. Took a hit and picked up That's a hat. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So you finished at Washington mm-hmm. University mm-hmm. for your undergrad. Where right? did you go for graduate study? I went to Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, Maryland. Loved yeah. it. Loved being on the East Coast. Said, I'm never going back to the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so never say never. Never say never. <laughs> Whatever you do. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so after that journey... Uh, where was your first landing after you became Dr. Koretsky? Yeah, so I, I taught very briefly at University of North Carolina, Charlotte, just as I was sure. finishing up my uh, dissertation town. work. Yeah, and it was a booming town when I was there. I was only there just for a little bit, and then I was in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. I was at Georgia Tech for just about three years as a postdoctoral scientist and a research scientist, mm. and then came here um, quite, quite a lot of years ago now. And when you arrived, you arrived in what role? So I came here as an assistant professor. I was an mm-hmm. assistant professor, brand new in the yeah. Department of Geosciences, now the Department of Geological and Environmental Sciences. Um, and a couple of years after I was here, my tenure affiliation changed that I was still in geosciences, but also appointed into the Environmental Studies Program, mm-hmm. as it was called then. So I had a split yeah. appointment. Okay. And uh, now we sit here. You're the dean of the largest college. I don't know how that happened, but yes, I am. <laughs> did you always have aspirations for administration? No, definitely no. did not. Um, I was very happy in the classroom, very happy in my research lab. Um, there was an opening in the Honors College for an associate dean, and honestly, I wasn't all that interested in applying, and somebody kind of talked me into it. Oh, at least you should try, you should sure. apply, and um so I did end up getting that position and, and loved it. I loved being in the Honors College. It's a 
tremendous place here. I was um, working with Nick Andriatis, who was the dean at that time. Sure. Fabulous guy to work with. Mm -hmm. Great students, yeah. great staff, great Shout faculty. Out to Nick. It was it was awesome. It yeah. was great experience. So yeah, that was my first foray into administration. Wow. Mm -hmm. So. Arts and sciences, if we can transition from, uh, you, sure. you made it to Dean, yep. but you took over the biggest school, and, yeah. and in the dialogue about higher education today, mm -hmm. uh, our biggest competitors in public higher ed are these folks who are a little less liberal arts educated mm -hmm. and going for these career, mm -hmm. just the career-focused technical skill kind of schools where you yeah. can get a bachelor's degree in a year, right? You see the commercials every yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. What is the, why... Why is it still so important yeah. to have a liberal arts education Yeah, today? I think it's so unfortunate because I think the, the name liberal arts um, puts a lot of people off. I think we've taken a lot of hits in the media that people think it's somehow archaic or it's irrelevant or it's not going to help you get a job. You're going to end up being a barista, something like that, you know. <laughs> right. Um, Which ain't know, such a bad job. Not such a bad job. Yeah, that's yeah, probably shout true. Shout out to the baristas. I need you. Know, you. Yeah, that's, I mean, no disrespect <laughs> to the baristas. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what's really interesting, I was just talking to a bunch of folks from Career Services yesterday, and they spend a lot of time with employers, and employers talk about the competencies that they most want to see in their new employees. They want to see... Um, people who are able to communicate, who have good oral communication, good written communication skills, people who are problem solvers, who are creative thinkers, who are critical thinkers, who can work in a team. And honestly, that's exactly what we do. That's what liberal arts education is all about. If you really yeah. look to the roots of it, you look at what we do right now, it's all about training people in those kind of competencies. And what we know, I mean, there's lots of research that shows this, is that liberal arts and that kind of broad um, skill set prepares students not just for their first job, but the second job and the third job and the fourth job. And we know that people these days typically do change jobs a lot. You know, careers exist right. now that didn't exist 10 years ago. And I think the the liberal arts education really sets up students for success in the long term. And that's that's why it's so important. It's, it's critical in terms of um, having you know, citizens who are engaged citizens who understand a global kind of perspective have that skill set to be really nimble in the workplace. So I think we absolutely have a place. Um, we've just gotten kind of a bad rap, unfortunately. Um, and I, I think I think that will change. I think people are starting already to shift back and say, wait a second, that that's kind of an unfair thing that's been said. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, for me, uh, you know, what I, what I learned in the School of Communication uh, here in the College of Arts and Sciences is why, in a lot of ways, where I am today. And yeah. it, it helped my career to catapult, partly because there wasn't a room I walked into I didn't feel able yeah. to be there. And yeah. I, think, I think when you don't have that, Mm -hmm. you've got a whole lot of rooms you're not comfortable in. I think that's true. Right? And the opportunities true. in life don't come usually. Yeah. Well, my best opportunities never came when I planned it. That's true. You have it to happened when I bumped that's into right. another room that's exactly that right. I went into, yeah. which I probably wasn't supposed to go yeah. into, but yeah. I could, so yeah. I did. Yeah, right? it's unpredictable. You know, it's interesting. I, I've long had conversations with students who are majoring in STEM fields and science fields because that that's my home. 
Um, and a lot of times the students have this, you know, kind of I think misperception that, well, I'm just going into science. I don't have to write all that well. I don't have to <laughs> right, communicate right, all that well. Sure. Well, I've got news. You know, if you're going to be a scientist, you're going to write reports. You're going to write grant proposals. You're going to write papers. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to talk to funding agencies. You're going to have to talk to your clients. So it's all about the kind of, you know, basic skills of communication, as right. you know, coming out of the School of Communication sure. that are so, so important. So, yeah. Well, you, you know, need only sit down with you. Dr. Scientist, who's spending <laughs> right? all of her time writing reports, sitting right. in meetings, doing all that. Right? Talking to people, that's exactly <laughs> right. Solving problems, you that's know, right. that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. and, you're, yeah, and your, your degree all the way through yeah. doctorate yeah. Is, is not in leadership. That's right. But that's you spend right. your but day doing it. That's right. It's the yeah. same skill set. It's transferable skills. It's the creative thinking. It's all those things I learned as a, a liberal arts student way back in the day. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So... We've established, and I think uh, we all would agree here at Western that um, that commitment we made so long ago to educate the whole person Mm. is a commitment we intend to keep. Yep. What are some of the shining stars, some of the headlines going on in in the College of Arts and Sciences today that that maybe our listening audience don't know is happening? Yeah. I know there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Let's let's go for it. There is so much cool stuff. How much time do you have? (laughs) I'll stop you when it's time. Have all the fun you want. Tell us about it. So we are the big college. We've got 26 different departments and schools and programs. So there are lots and lots of things going on out there. And they are all awesome. And they're all awesome. And I don't want to give short shrift to anybody. That's right. Everybody's awesome. That's exactly right. But I think some of the things that I'm, I'm really the most proud of that we're doing in the college right now um, are, are really focused on students. And I think one of the things that's so special about Western, and which I've, I've really seen since day one on this campus, is that this is an institution where we do an incredible level of research. We have national, internationally renowned scholars in yeah. the classrooms here. And those faculty members you know, who do have those international reputations in their research work their scholarship work are engaged with students every single day in and out of the classroom. You know, they're doing research together with undergraduates. It's not the situation you might have at a really large research institution where as an undergrad, maybe you talk to a postdoc, maybe you talk to a graduate student, but you don't really get a chance to be right there with a faculty member. Um, Our faculty, I think, are just deeply committed to all the students, the undergraduate students, the graduate students. We have lots and lots of our faculty who engage our undergraduate students in research, I think that's one of the things that's really special and, and unique. I see undergrads all the time who are going to conferences to present their work as co-authors. They're co-authoring peer-reviewed publications, and that's really special to me. And I think it's something, um, it's just something incredible that we do at Western, and we do really well. Um, some of the other things I'm really proud of, we have um, amazing study abroad here. One of the things mm. I learned that I didn't know before I came in as dean um, is the number and the breadth of faculty-led study abroad experiences we have. So we'll send Why students... Why is that unique for faculty? To I think them? it's really interesting. So lots of places offer the opportunity to study abroad, you know, in, in all kinds of different countries. But you're really kind of going out on your own to those programs mm-hmm. um, without a really, you know, necessarily a direct connection to the university. And I think what's really special here is we have a lot of faculty who have set up study abroad experiences where they they go with the students. So I think that's just so helpful for a student, especially a student who's maybe never been abroad, maybe hasn't traveled very much, to know you know, they're not going out there on their own, that they're going to have this faculty member, again, someone they know, someone they've talked to at office hours, taken classes from, you know, who's going to be traveling with them to that site, um, who's going to be there if they encounter any troubles, you know, while they're abroad or any questions. Mm. I, I think that's just, it's fantastic. And I think it makes study abroad 
really accessible for a lot of our students. So As I think a parent, that's special. I think that would be a separator. Oh, right? for to me, absolutely. Yeah. You're going with someone who's informed. Absolutely. Who's looking out after your student's yeah. best interest. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, right there on yeah. site, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's incredibly special um, and, and a really great thing. And I think kind of going back to that idea that we really are student-centered, but we're also very research-focused, I think one of the exciting things going on right now in the college is the the boom in the number of accelerated graduate degree programs that we have. So these are programs yeah, where... Yeah, let's understand that. Yeah, that's, that's this is cool. Yeah, yeah, this is really more. cool. So this is for, a, a, you know, a kind of a motivated undergraduate student who knows, yep, I'm thinking about a graduate degree, and I'd like to go ahead and make that commitment while I'm still an undergraduate. And so what we have are programs that essentially allow a student to jump into a master's program while they're still an undergraduate, and they, they can actually double count... Um, some of those courses towards both degrees. That's great. They get to pay the undergraduate tuition rate, which is less. For half or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, and sure. so, you know, and so a motivated student can walk out in five or even four years with a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. Gee. And I think that is just amazing. Um, wow. A lot of our honors Maybe I students. Try again, see yeah. I yeah. Do it right this time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I didn't do that path either. And I, I think it's it's really it's great, especially yeah. for a lot of our students who, you know, they they're working hard to afford college, and anything we can do to make that a quicker path for mm-hmm. them, a more affordable path, that's exactly that's right. what we should be doing. And I think Why that's, do you think that's we're not what leading these are doing. With those programs? It seems I like, don't know. like we should be like, yo, I come get a I tell you what, and a master's in Western environment. I talk about them all the time. Whenever yeah. I talk to prospective students, and especially you know, we have more and more students who come to us who've taken you know, dual enrollment courses, they've taken AP classes, so they come in with some college credit already. And, you know, I've seen students who've come in, they've come in sophomore standing or even junior standing because they've taken all these dual enrollment AP classes. Well, that's the perfect opportunity for that student to jump in. And in that three, four-year period, they can get those two degrees knocked out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's such a savings for families that are really struggling to, to figure out how to afford college. So, yeah, I talk about it all the time because I think it's great. You you've got some real innovative and fun fun things going on. Yeah, we in the do. College, um, and I'll, I'll get you out of here on this one. Okay. Um, what's your dream for arts and sciences? What do you want oh. most for your college? I want every single student to come through and graduate with a fabulous experience working with our faculty. Yeah. Um, to be able to afford it, you know, it breaks my heart when we lose a student because they can't afford to stay. You know, yeah. that that just absolutely kills me. I'm the development guy. I yeah. Sleep, I don't sleep well. Yeah. I, I want stories. I want it's every one of those students to have every dollar they need to get through. Yeah. But but I think you know, for me, a part of that dream is really. Um, I, I wish that the public would understand how devoted our faculty are to the students and the incredible scholarship that's done. You know, every day as dean, one of the things that's just so great about this job is I get to hear about the incredible work our faculty are doing. And one of the things that always strikes me is how much of that work is so relevant to society. I look at things like the work that's done in the Kalamazoo Autism Center. You know, we're helping kids every single day. We're helping their families. We're training students. We're doing research. But we're also in the community making a huge difference. Absolutely. And and that, to me, is it's the whole package. You know, we're, we're training the students, but we're also... Um, really giving back to our community, community here, and then you know global community too, because we're training all these great people to go out and do amazing things. That's right. So that's wow. the dream. I love it. I yeah. love it. Well, dreams come true. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like you're putting in the right inputs to yeah, get that thanks. output. I've got the right college. I'll yeah. Tell you what. Awesome. They make it easy. <laughs> if you want to learn more about Dr. Koretsky and her work in the College of Arts and Sciences, opportunities for students. 
uh, that you might be able to support. Maybe you can help out financially. Maybe you can help mentoring. Maybe you can open a door for faculty or for the college for an opportunity for study abroad. Whatever that may be, we're asking for all hands on deck from Bronco Nation. We want to continue to have our students in that college and all of our colleges uh, continue uh, to lead in their efforts uh, to help students be successful. Thank you, Dr. Kresge, for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. For us, too. If you want to learn more, again, go to mywmu.com slash raise the W. If you're out and about talking to folks today, make sure you tell them about Western. Tell them about how their students should be here and be at a place where undergraduates get to research, where study abroad happens, where you can get your master's degree in five years. <laughs> this is the place you want to be. And if you do so, you'll help us all to raise the W.